Hello and welcome, my name is Leah Barber and you're listening to Next Gen Femme, a podcast dedicated to celebrating women's achievements, be it in business or massive personal goals. We speak to women that persevere through the ups and downs to pursue their passions. And I think that human beings are just, we're told that we'll succeed and everyone will succeed if you work hard and you do this. It doesn't work like no, that. It and I think it's not linear. No, and I think that more people should be thought that, that yeah, you are going to fail, potentially fail again. You could fail three or four or fucking five times, but there will be a win somewhere. You might recognise the voice of this week's guest as she is a regular on one of the biggest radio stations in Ireland. Kira King is a radio presenter on RTE2FM with her long-standing co-host of 10 years, Chris Green. She is also the author of the hilariously relatable Kira's Diary, a fictional portrayal of what it's like to grow up as a teenager in rural Ireland. Kira recounts her journey of how she got into the radio business, how Kira's Diary went from an evening radio segment to a fully-fledged novel. Kira also explains how she believes she is being haunted by Donald Gleeson and how this might be a sign from the entertainment powers that be. All this and more in this next installment of Next Gen Femme. We're excited for you to hear our eighth episode. I hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to Next Gen Femme, our next generation female, however you'd like to put it. We're here with episode eight, I believe it. I don't know what day it is. We I don't, don't know, know what, what time it is. is. We're here with our guest, Kira King. Hi guys. Who you Hello. might notice her voice or sound familiar. She's usually on 2FM on the weekends. But yeah, myself and Fee have been here for quite some time since our last two episodes. We don't know what week it is, what year it is. I'm so sweaty. Pretty sure it's Christmas. <laughs> Maybe it's New Year's. It's Christmas Eve 2079. <laughs> yeah. We're lot. in a bunker because the yeah. world is over. Because the ice pops have all melted. Yeah. And I'm still not scared. We are determined to record this episode of the podcast. So nothing will stop us. But we're here with Kira King, who's a radio presenter for 2FM, an author and... I'm currently been haunted by Donald Gleeson. Fun fact. Okay. I bet you, you didn't expect that. No, no. you may... Uh, Might have to yeah, elaborate. I will elaborate. Do you want me to elaborate now on it? Or we'll, we get we'll straight first, into it? Well, first, we'll, uh, we'll just uh, introduce yourself, which we've done uh, by telling us your name, which we know. Your age, if you don't mind. Occupation and interest in our random facts. You've kind of covered all those. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm Kira King. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a broadcaster on national radio station RT2FM. I'm an author and I'm 34 years of age I'm a huge Roger Federer fan and I'm currently been haunted by Donald Gleeson okay so let's go okay with- go with that yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay so I interviewed Donald Gleeson for the first time last year okay in London which uh-huh. was pretty cool and it was one of those things where I was like oh when you go to these movie junkets to interview like Hollywood actors it's usually the American ones that I kind of get excited about and I'm like mm-hmm. here just keep your keep your shit together or whatever and, and when I found out that I was interviewing Donald Gleeson I was like ah he's basically my neighbour yeah. <laughs> we practically know each other he's Every Irish this is going to be fun So I left, it was one of those really weird days where I left this five-star hotel in Mayfair and I walked up to this other five-star hotel to interview Donald Gleeson and I walked in, got starstruck. I literally got starstruck. He couldn't have been nicer or kinder mm-hmm. or anything like that. Managed to get through the five or six minutes with him. I cannot convey to you how lovely he is, by really? the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was my first interaction with Donald Gleeson. Then I interviewed him on the red carpet last September. He was doing a movie with Lenny Abramson. And mm-hmm. I asked him, it was live for the six o'clock show, actually. So I was really nervous. I'd flown in from Croatia the night before. So literally I got off a plane and then I was standing in front of Donald Gleeson at the red carpet. And I asked him, would he take me to the Oscars? And he was like, I've never been invited to the Oscars. And I was like, what? I was like, Donald Gleeson has never been yeah, invited to the Oscars. Yeah. And there was a little bit of me that he was like, oh, what a stupid question, you know? And it was, you know, those, I, sometimes I hate standing doing those because you have to ask the questions. Yeah. You have to be, you know, like those American zany reporters and like, hi, we're here with Brad Pitt, you know, yeah. Brad, and some stupid fact about them. So I was trying to do it as natural as possible, be myself, but also kind of get Donald to, you know, open ask up you to and, the <laughs> and also take me to the Oscars. Yeah, that was your end Priority. goal. Yeah, so Priorities. I ended up asking Lenny instead. And okay. then Lenny was like, I'll have to ask my wife. And I was like, that's <laughs> That's fair enough, you know. 
Minor issue. So then where, oh, I was in a coffee. So that was the start of it. So two interactions with Donald Gleeson, having never met him before. And then a couple of months later, I was in my local coffee shop where I go down and I take out my pen and my pad and I jot down ideas. And the next thing, this guy walked around the corner and I had, I looked at him and it was one of those, I know you from somewhere. <laughs> and when you work in media, it, you go, do I know him through radio? Do I know him through television? Do I know him through the book world, the publishing mm-hmm. world, you know, whatever. And I've stared so much at him that he kind of looked at me and I was like, oh my God, it's Donald Gleeson. Oh my God, it's Donald Gleeson, right? <laughs> So I was like, okay, that's really bizarre. Mm-hmm. I was like, there's Donald Gleeson. And, you know, obviously he was having his lunch, so I let him be. A couple of months back, I was in a restaurant with my friends in Dublin. And bear in mind, I'd never have seen nor met this guy ever before in my whole entire life. <laughs> have you ever been anywhere that Donald Gleeson has been? Like, no, no, have. exactly. He's probably he'd, been here. A lot of people he have been very in the much, He very much, he's a, he's a man who keeps himself to himself, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. Um, and I was in a restaurant and I looked up and Donald Gleeson was looking at me. And I put my head down and I was like, you're actually kidding me. I was like, this is bizarre. Yeah. Uh-huh. Donald Gleeson is sitting here and I was like, what is going on? I'm seeing Donald Gleeson absolutely everywhere. <laughs> so then it became a joke on the radio show. So uh-huh. I started calling Donald Gleeson my boyfriend. Okay. Well, Chris kind of more so was called. I'm like, I don't know Donald Gleeson's personal life, but I think that he may be in a relationship. I, I genuinely don't know. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of an ongoing joke. And I was at Jenny Green and the Ortiz Concert Orchestra. Um, mm-hmm. about two weeks ago and I'm standing there. No. Donald Gleeson's standing to my God. left. <laughs> I was like, there's Donald Gleeson. <laughs> to the point where I nearly left the gig. I was like, what the hell? So I was like, okay, okay, the universe is trying to tell me something. And where was I on Friday? Last Friday, just last Friday gone. Was it last Friday? No, it was last Tuesday because mm-hmm. I was going to see Stevie Wonder. I was walking down to meet my aunt and I, this guy was walking up with his bike on a footpath and kind of the two was kind of like, oh God, oh, we yeah, had a little bit of a, you know, a yeah. little bit of a dance. Oh, oh. It was Donald Gleeson. <laughs> and here's the thing. No, I used to put a couple of things on so? Twitter, right? I used to put it up on Twitter when I spotted Donald Gleeson, uh-huh. you know, whatever. And the reaction when you mentioned Donald Gleeson's name is like, you know, something else. I stopped putting stuff up because I was like, people are going to think this is a bit. Yeah, people yeah. are going to think that I'm lying. Uh-huh. So what I do now is I text my friends and I'm like, uh, bumped into a guy on his bike in Dublin. Who was it? And everyone's like, don't, don't say Donald Gleeson. Oh I'm like, Donald Gleeson. So the, I don't know what the reason or why the reason is that I keep bumping into Donald Gleeson. trying to bring you together. She has trying to tell you something. I think there's a little part the of me that's like, like, am I going to write something? And is Donald Gleeson going to star in it? Oh. Or mm. there's something because it's, I I cannot explain to you how bizarre it is. But in his mind, exactly. But in his mind, maybe he has noticed me and it's like, it's that, girl again like you know what I mean so maybe, maybe he's doing the same I'm like, WhatsApp group uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. like, I saw that girl again she's familiar but I'm not she quite keeps sure staring at me. Yeah. following me I yeah. don't know why she keeps whereas I'm like me. guys I'm being haunted by Donald Gleeson for a reason you know but anyway so there you go that's my Donald Gleeson story <laughs> It's yeah, it's a bit weird. Do you think isn't it's it? maybe? Do you think it's like one of those moments? You know, when you end up doing something, you start noticing it more. Like, I wonder, did you see him before loads, but just didn't really to pick up? There on could it? be that. You there know? could be that because it's like you know when, um, like you said, you know when you I don't know you shift somebody from New Zealand and <laughs> they ghost you, and then everywhere you see flags for New Zealand, Zealand yeah. yeah, or the All Blacks are winning everything, or you you meet New Zealand people that you never would have normally met. You know, that's yeah, it's just yeah, an example. Yeah. Like you know, yeah. anyway, maybe. But I don't know why it's Donald Gleeson. I mean, if it happens again, like next week, I think you should really sit down and think about it. Why is Donald Gleeson in my life? (laughs) I know, I know. So much. Anyway, so there you go. (laughs) Well, that was a great fun story (laughs) to start. How do you, someone get from, I don't know, student in Galway to, Mm -hmm. I think Donald Gleeson is obsessed with me. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Yeah, so like. That's that's the name of my next book. (laughs) I think Donald Gleeson is obsessed with me. me. (laughs) You're welcome. Um, Played by the real Donald Gleeson. (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah so take us on the journey of coming from Galway to Dublin oh god I'd like to say that I always wanted to work in radio and that it was my dream I always wanted to write I definitely knew that Mm -hmm. so when I went to college I ended up doing English and sociology and politics so it was always I always veered towards English you know Mm -hmm. I knew I wanted to work in media but I didn't know whether that was theatre or film or TV radio wasn't even on my agenda Mm -hmm. and then I did the masters in journalism in NUI Galway and I ended up on a radio show I was like this is kind of fun you know a student radio show and then I did a little bit of work with Flirt FM in NUI Galway and then I got my work experience in RT Radio 1 on the news at 1 so they kind of yeah I know Um, it was around the time of the Lisbon Treaty and I was 23 24 I think Um, so that was kind of my first dabbling into RT and I knew then and after News at One I knew I didn't want to be a hard-nosed journalist I knew I didn't want to be a news journalist yeah but yeah. I didn't know where I could potentially Slotting. fit in you yeah. know yeah so I ra- I don't know how this happened and I've I've thought about this I've no idea how I went for the interview in iRadio I cannot remember <laughs> who messaged me I can't remember how it came up all I know is I was working at home in the local restaurant that I've worked in all my life and then suddenly I was in Athlone being interviewed for a producer role um, mm. for oh, a whoa. radio show in, in iRadio Okay. And I got it. And I was like, what's going on here? You know, yeah. I was like, this is bizarre. I don't even know what a producer does. Like, I'm 24 <laughs> years of age, you know. Fake it to me. Yeah. So then um, I did six months with A.B. Philbin Bowman, who uh, works on RT Radio 1, actually. Mm-hmm. And he left. He was sick, actually. And they got a guy called Chris Green in to cover for him for the week. Mm-hmm. Um, so then slowly but surely, I started, Chris started chatting to me on air and I started chatting back to him. And the bosses pulled us aside a week or two later and they said, you've got great chemistry, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And we were like, okay. And sure. then AB finished up and um, myself and Chris became a thing 10 years ago. Jeez. Yeah. Be going. on the air 10 years. 10 years <gasps> in June 22nd. That's wow. Yeah, I'm very proud of that because to be in a partnership in radio is a very hard job. Yeah, because I know like Duran switched from Marty to Owen. Yeah. Now, Owen so like, yeah. It's, it's like a, honestly, it's like a relationship. Yeah. It's like a, it is a relationship because you have to take another person's feelings on board. Mm-hmm. You have to have chemistry and you have to be on the same page or it doesn't work. work exactly. yeah. And you have yeah. to want the same thing. And me and Chris both knew that we wanted to go to national radio mm-hmm. and five years later we got headhunted by 2FM and we ended up on the nighttime show on 2FM five years ago I think I remember, yeah. I remember that that's yeah. where my first introduction to really? yeah. Diary, yeah. of like, course yeah because I suppose used to do bits every yeah, yeah Wednesday yeah, every yeah. Wednesday, yeah. Wednesday like, night so and then I'd be like, is she reading my diary yeah. or yeah. what? Was, yeah, Let me so give good. you a little bit of a tip. If you're going to call a segment on the radio, Kira's Diary, and then have a book out with Kira's Diary, your name, your actual name yeah. written on it. Think again. I should have called it, I don't know, Mary's Diary or something. Yeah. Because everyone was like, is that your real diary? And I'm like, no, it's and because everybody was able to kind of identify with it mm-hmm. is because they're all similar teenage experiences yeah. that we all went through. Yeah, exactly. But it was the pop reference, the pop culture references that made people go, we're all Irish. We all mm-hmm. kind of had yeah. similar, no matter what pocket of Ireland we grew up in, we all kind of had similar teenage years. Yeah. Yeah. And you kind of still do. It and doesn't it was, really change that, that much. No, it's the Irish humour as well. Yeah. 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 And nostalgia. Jesus Christ, Irish people love nostalgia, we do. you know? We I mean, do. And that's Westlife, look at yeah. yeah, oh no, completely. Spice, Spice Girls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, can't we, lose, we lose our lives. No, we can't, we can't give up in the past. And sometimes that does bother me mm-hmm. because I think we do look back and there's rose tinted glasses. But I also think life gets harder when you get older. So, of course, you're going to look back. Nice mm-hmm. memories, so, I do. Yeah. I understand that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah. So, you've so been was, with Chris for 10 years yeah, on the radio. On the radio, yeah. And you've always been with 2FM, RT? No, we're in, uh, we were in iRadio for five or six years. Okay. Yeah. So, iRadio is a semi national youth based radio station. Okay. So, it used to be I 102, 104. Oh, and yes. then I 105. Yeah. I 105, 107. 
remember up. coming up to the big smoke and going, what is that on yeah. my radio? Yeah. <laughs> and then they amalgamated the two radio stations, God, six years ago, I think, mm. and it became iRadio. So okay. yeah, myself and Chris, we, like that's where we started. That's where we were allowed to do the craziest shit at mm-hmm. nighttime. That's where people got to know us. That's where Kira's diary was born. Yeah, nighttime, you probably do have a lot more flexibility. flexibility oh, you do. What you can you say do. It's a really creative space yeah. if your bosses can allow you. Allow you. And yeah. we've been really lucky where they're like, be mad. Yeah. Fucking mad as you want, you yeah, know. Yeah. But then things have to evolve. So I mean, he can't stay on nighttime forever, just mm-hmm. on a personal level. Yeah. So now we've done the switch from nighttime to the weekends, which is eleven to one. So you have to change the show, but mm-hmm. also try to keep an element of yourself. Of yeah, the stuff for that your myself and Chris. But it's yeah, completely. And, yeah, and it also probably allows but also you for to your be, own brain. Exactly, you know, yeah. myself also, and Chris can't be normal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. It probably also allows you to be creative in a different way too because you're yeah. like, we are, we're going to have different listeners so we have to think about this differently. Yeah, how Completely. can we say yeah. the same thing but in a different way? Yeah, yeah. and yeah. you do, but it evolves and you adju- readjust and then you just are, you know, that's it. If we were to get a different rate, excuse me, if we were to get a different radio slot, we'd have to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you have to. And so when did Kira's diary start? Oh God, that started, oh God, eight years ago, I think, okay. on iRadio. And um, it was a conversation between myself and Chris. I was like, I've got this idea. I mean, it's not the first time the idea has been done, you know, in radio. I think it used to be done on like some UK radio show. I can't think of it. And I was like, why don't we do an Irish spin on this? And mm. I said, I can pretend to read out my teenage diaries. And I said, let's do it yeah. once or twice and we'll see. See how it goes. And Chris was like, yeah, let's do it. And we did it the first night and there was a huge response huge response we did it as 13 year old Kira and then I said to Chris I was like no if I go older we can make this darker mm-hmm. you know yeah. because obviously you don't want a teenage 13 year old writing the crazy stuff that you'd write in Kira's diary so we were yeah. like let's make her 16 so that's how it came about okay mm. and you've like I read that you've written a lot of different entries for yeah. Kira's diary and yeah. when writing the book you actually probably left a lot of stuff yeah on the, the writing room floor yeah as they so say. I'll give you so to write a book you need about 70,000 words so they okay. want Kira's diary to be 70,000 words. I had 120,000. Whoa. Yeah. So you nearly have another book. Yeah, I had 120,000, but, and I also had uh, Kira in college. Uh-huh. So I had that as well. So we had to whittle it down to 70,000. Okay. So it was like trying to pick which your favourite child was, you know? Yeah. But we went with the ones that had kind of the most pop culture references and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And the one, and then you had to find an arc to make it flow. Yeah. And I think, well, I think it worked anyway, you know? And in terms of the stories, did you, was it just from conversations with your friends and stuff? Like A lot about, of it was like, made up. Yeah. Like, honestly, a lot of it was made up. I mean, but it's it's made of obviously it's fictional stuff, but it is like as you said, people relate to it. They're yeah. like, oh my god, that's what I was like back then. So you obviously took inspiration from yeah, something. The youth club discos, <laughs> you know what I mean. The youth club discos is the easy one to go yeah. to. Also, the music at the time. If you mm-hmm. think about particular songs, you're brought back to that yeah. exact moment. You know, yeah. I think everything is so heightened in your teenage years, and you're so in love. And everyone has that one friend that experiments with the guy more than you've experimented with <laughs> yeah. the guy, and then you and go that's to how for you all learn then. exactly, and Everyone's that's who you go to for advice. Like, Tell us you've got this. You know, you've got the studious friend. You've got the friend that hasn't come out yet. You've mm-hmm. got the fr- you yeah, know what I mean. Have, yeah. Everyone. Everyone's it doesn't matter what same. it doesn't matter what country you grew up in. It doesn't matter what school you went to. There is all these elements exist in yeah. every single school as teenagers around yeah. the world. You know, mm-hmm. so it was kind of very easy to like. I grew up in Connemara in a tiny little fishing village, and I went to the local community school. I can still remember the characters of my classmates. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they were a great bunch, actually. I have to say, I think everyone was really disappointed that Lucy didn't actually exist. Lucy's oh, okay. one of the characters in Kira's diary and Mm -hmm. she was just but if I'm being deadly honest the four characters in Kira's diary and it wasn't until afterwards that I looked back on this I was like oh man they've got literally four elements of my personality in all four characters okay yeah 
Wow. And I didn't really, I didn't realize that until afterwards. And it was like, it was like I did a psychotherapy session on myself. I was like, <laughs> yeah. wait a second, there's something familiar about all four <laughs> yeah. of these characters. But I've learned since that that's kind of what writers do. Because when I was writing Kira's Diary, I wasn't writing it as a book. I was writing it as a radio segment. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then when it became a book, it became a whole different monster, yeah. you know. Yeah. And what bridged the gap of it being a section on a radio station to being a fully fledged book? <laughs> Well, I, it was it was written. Do you know what I mean? I, I hand wrote it out. Yeah. So it was like, I used to write on like piece of paper like that. Mm-hmm. I actually genuinely oh, right. have... So it wasn't like on a laptop oh, or whatever. Oh no, because I wanted to be authentic. <laughs> oh, let me tell you, that was a bitch when I was trying to type up the book. I remember meeting the publishers and they were on like, they were like <laughs> you've written it. And I was like, mm-hmm. And but there like, is she's something from nice. <laughs> yeah, I was like, literally, like there was a big pile and he was like, oh my God, Kira. And I'm like, I know. And he was like, why? And I was like, I wanted to be authentic, but also gave me something to do. And I thought like, you write a diary with your pen. Yeah. So I get that though. Cause like in secondary school, I, instead of doing actual school, I procrastinated by writing writing stories mm-hmm. and I actually started to write a book that was like 30,000 words but then I was like I probably should start typing this up y- yeah um, but I typed it up on a really old laptop that's disappeared oh no, so, oh, no. I don't know where that's gone but like I get that feeling of yeah. writing it's freehand yeah yeah, yeah. Freehand. so there is a there's definitely something in writing it down. I think so also too. at cool. the end of the day you're like oh, I wish you I should type, type it up yeah. <laughs> if anyone's listening to this if and I you're writing a book freehand just type freehand, it up my supervisor would have shot me though mm-hmm. someone did submit a thesis into NUI no way. written mathematical thesis written by hand that is that is true uh-huh. well I kind of get that because you're, of the mathematical elements and yeah, all but it's the kind rest. of the same way you're in the flow of it yeah. Yeah. sometimes I just don't think when you're typing you get the same you don't because flow. I find that with writing I write better when I have a pen in my hand mm. and a refill pad as opposed to typing on a computer yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, but we digress there a bit. But uh, to go back to it, so you had it all written out, and obviously yeah. you had to type it up. Yeah. So you went to the uh, publisher. I think they ended up outs- oh, outsourcing it because I was like, this is going to take me months that the <laughs> yeah, book was yeah. out in September. Publishers approached me. Okay. They listened to Kira's Diary on iRadio mm-hmm. and they loved it. So there's, when it comes to publishing a book, there's lots of meetings. Yeah. It's a really long, drawn out process. Um, did you enjoy it though? I did. Yeah. yeah, I did. I was very lucky that. Um, Connor Nagel from Gill was the guy who approached me and I just really enjoyed hanging out with him mm-hmm. and he totally got what Kira's diary was. There was a lot of people I found afterwards that uh, had not heard it on the radio so didn't really know get, the get, concept yeah. and didn't get it and I spent an awful lot of time explaining it and I was yeah. like this is lost on you you know so you're kind of you're going to take that risk when it's a kind of it's Kira's diary is a cult following that's how I describe I it. I am in the cult. It's probably like <laughs> Delighted that. to have you. It's probably like that other book uh, What a Complete Ashling. Yeah, now that's cult. bigger though. I wouldn't yeah. call that a cult. That's more mainstream. That's okay. actually, yeah. yeah. I think it started out culty because it was I a think Facebook, the Facebook group. page, yeah. Yeah. And then it just blew. Yeah. yeah, fair play to them. Yeah. yeah. But Three now, I I'll think. I'll have to join this cult of yours, so I'll have to. Oh, it's, 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 it's exclusive me. members. You'll have to lend <laughs> that book wherever it may It's in Susan's house. What was cool about the actual book, it was the people that sent me photos from all over the world with the book. Okay. Because yeah. I think when you're Irish, you just think, oh, the book's just going to remain in Ireland. In It'll Ireland. never be taken out of the country. And then you get all these pictures from Switzerland and yeah. Sweden and Australia. These two people booked Kira's diary to the Australian Open mm-hmm. on their honeymoon to try and get a picture of Roger Federer with the book. No way. And that is the story that sticks out for me. Because wow. I'm like, they, did, they don't know me. I'm Federer, a huge Roger yeah. Federer yeah. fan. Yeah, those who Wimbledon don't know who she is. Yeah. I have a friend who's a big fan of Roger Federer and Serena Williams and she plays tennis herself and she's like, yeah. anytime Serena loses, she messages us, Serena lost today. 
Well, actually, Serena's playing right now, guys. Is she? So, Sorry. Yeah. We're taking you away yeah. from that match. No, you're right. If it was tomorrow, I wouldn't have shown up. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I actually said that. I was like, <laughs> he's not playing Oh, I would have cancelled. Like, I genuinely would have cancelled. Can't and that's come, just, guys. yeah, can't, can't come. come. Um, so the publishers came and they understood yeah. your concept and obviously became. And I'm really lucky, by the way. You yeah. know what I mean? Really lucky. And also, lucky. like, even you saying that, like, other countries have it and read it and stuff is amazing because not everyone understands Irish humour. Yeah. But you know what? I think that's becoming more mainstream. Yeah. And I think the internet is kind of helping with that as yeah. well i was Especially watching like dairy girls like yeah are obsessed with dairy girls. yeah and if that accent that particular time in irish yeah. history yeah. but again it's teenagers and mm-hmm. they can relate to that they can relate to it yeah you yeah. know and like it's so funny get to take that and all like that Bash. <laughs> the polar bear what the I, episode yeah. I could sit and watch it mm. yeah for days like yeah. it's brilliant. and it's on Netflix now so it's like accessible to everyone in the world which is oh 100% amazing. and everyone is watching it like yeah. there's some incredible high profile but think about it, if you go back to Skins yeah mm-hmm. Skins was phenomenal Skins yeah. is better than sorry Skins is better than any teenage yeah. comedy yeah. or yeah. anything like that Skins, skins was early, early yeah. days Skins they kind of went weird early days Skins first two seasons yeah but again us Teenage, <laughs> yeah. teenage stuff that people could identify with yeah. on some yeah. sort of level, yeah. like you know. Yeah. So, yeah. and did you ever have any doubts about this book and this venture? Nope, you just went flying into it. <sighs> and that's going to sound really weird, by the way, because I think though, I think it's because I'd never experienced it. So okay. I was like, what could possibly go wrong? Yeah, exactly. And Optimist. you know, and it was one of those. It was 2017, and like I literally started 2017 I was like I've got a book coming out I was texting a really hot guy at the time <laughs> Roger Federer had just won the Australian Open everything I was like everything was coming, was coming together everything was I was <laughs> like this is your year Kira no, you know <laughs> and uh and then it did it didn't work out the way that I anticipated it mm-hmm. but I had no I had nothing to compare it you with no benchmark you didn't know no I had no benchmark you know it was tough it was tough because again I didn't realize it's safe when you're doing a radio segment on the radio because you don't yeah. know who's listening it's just me and Chris yeah. it's something that I've written you get a couple of text messages being like that's the funniest thing ever and you go off and you go and to you bed for like, and that's yeah. it mm-hmm. but when you put something into a book with your name on it and you're being interviewed about it it's a completely different story mm-hmm. and, and like you said when you put your accurate yeah, diary yeah yeah but what you're basically doing is you're putting something out there that you've created and you're saying please like me mm-hmm. yeah and if you're not strong or if you're Tougher, if there's skin, that yeah. inner little girl that's like oh why did I do this this is ridiculous I'm so stupid in, yeah. Yeah. what am I doing here everyone hates me. like literally you spiral into this place I, and I did I did spiral for a while because mm-hmm. I was like I'm not used to this that people taking my photo and wanted to interview me and being in newspapers and being on the television it was really heightened and mm-hmm. then I had my family friends were coming out of the woodwork I was getting messages all the time and that was on a small scale book in Ireland you know yeah. imagine if it had been bigger you know, you know so yeah. it was it was a learning curve it yeah. was a learning curve yeah and it was tough at times but ultimately it was great you know yeah yeah it was an experience yeah and a positive one yeah at the end of the day yeah big time and it was like do you know what it was it was like it was a high five to myself and chris for those long nights that we did mm-hmm. in iredo and in that industrial estate in athlone and the fact that a book came out of a radio show that we created yeah that's actually pretty special isn't it's it? yeah, really it's special, special and it just kind of cemented the fact that i knew me and chris and i know me and chris I think we had one of the best nighttime shows ever in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Oh, you did. And yeah. I and I don't say that lightly because me and Chris are the two that are like, we're shite, Jesus Christ, we're shite, we're, you mm. know, this, whatever. But that's always... Ne- and I, in hindsight now, yeah. completely, in yeah. hindsight, it's like, no, 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 we need to celebrate these moments yeah. because... Yes. But your show was one, like, I'd go into school or college the mm. next day and be like, did you hear that last night? Like, it'd be very, very yeah. hard being on a college even. I always used to put on one dri- any time I was driving, driving from Dublin yeah. down to... I love Wherever hearing that. That's awesome. Because yeah. as I said, when you're in a studio and there's nobody else in the building, just yeah. myself and Chris, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of, it's it's hard. But then when you hear that, it's like, yeah. it's great. You know? No, it was definitely. 
Yeah, it Definitely was. so good. Mm-hmm. And how are you finding the weekend segment now? We've settled into it. And what I've noticed is, and what's fun, is I love sports. So obviously there's lots of sporting things on at the weekend mm-hmm. that we can kind of talk about and I pull the piss out of. I think that's great when you're listening and then someone is talking about, you genuinely, you are into sport. Yeah. It's really nice to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Like, obviously we're doing the women. But we have fun, we have that, fun with fun it. With like, it. Yeah, we have fun with great. it. You know, I went to every single, I'm a huge rugby fan as well. And I went you're to rugby. Good. Every, company, company, here. Yeah. yeah. I went to we played every... ourselves. Oh, so. really? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So I obviously I grew up in a rugby house. My dad used to play rugby. My brother used to be the kicker, the Connemara All Blacks. My mum mm. is from Munster. So oh, oh, as yeah. you can imagine, Munster so I'm a Connacht Munster hybrid myself. And I live in Leinster, but you know, obviously Connacht Munster. Connacht right, Munster, you know. yeah. But so last year, it was it 2017, I went to all the Six Nation games. Nice. And we won every single one of them. So you were like, I'm their good luck charm? And I went to New Zealand versus Ireland with my dad. Okay. And Donald Gleeson was there. No, he wasn't. But <laughs> yeah. Ireland bet New Zealand. <laughs> he could have been there. Yeah. Ireland bet New Zealand for the first time on home soil. And Why I had a moment where time? I was like, this is a true statement because I've been to a couple of friendlies against Ireland versus South Africa and stuff like that. I've never been at an Irish rugby match where we have lost. Okay. So we put it out there oh. um, to Joe Smith to take me to Japan. So I'm just waiting to hear. <laughs> Oh, because no, I, I didn't go to any of the Six Nations last year. And I don't know. I'm going to Japan. Come with. Are you going to, yes. are you going to the Rugby World Cup? I'm going for two weeks. No yeah. way. When uh, are you going? 20th of September. So I'll get three of the pool games. Okay. And then I have to come home and be an adult. But. Oh my God. Still though. Have you ever been to Japan before? Nope. No. No. A have, lot of my friends yeah. are actually going. And people yeah. There is a good few going in yeah. fairness. I think like, people are probably, there's a lot of people who mightn't ever go to Japan, but because there's a reason now because Ireland are yeah. playing. I'm probably a little bit like that. Like I don't know right now. 2019, why else would I be going to, yeah. Japan. to Japan? It'll be a so trip yeah. of a lifetime. There's yeah. room in the case. Yeah. Squeezy <laughs> in there. I went to Cardiff whenever. When What was that World Cup when they were in Wales? Or in England, I mean. Um, that was the last World Cup, no? That was the last World Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to, to the Welsh game. Oh, really? That was an experience because I think I did it. It, it was a 24-hour thing and things That's were delayed. That's a whirlwind. Things were delayed and oh, flights no. were oh, no. I was like, I'm not going to get home for It all worked out in the end, but Good. Geez, I was stressed. Good. We did the Women's World Cup in France. Amazing. Now, that yeah. was... <laughs> that was uh, what's a Neve? Neve Briggs? Neve Briggs. I've met her a couple of times. Yeah. She's fantastic. I've been on the six o'clock show with her. She had a fab tournament that year. She, she was injured since though. female place kicker, I think, out of all of the rugby teams. Yeah. But we bet New Zealand that year as well. And I know. Swear, we were there. I don't remember anything after it. Yeah. Shit hit the fan. That was when Ali Miller oh touched down, and that's it. I don't remember much after yeah, that. Yeah. To be or like honest. when he- I think it was Heather that got the try at, th- at the post. You know when you touch the ball, yeah, yeah. The- yeah. we were like, "What is going on? What is happening?" And there was defence by Eilish Egan at one point when they were literally on our line. Oh my god! I There's just, a photo of all of us going nuts, oh. and I'm all- I need to find it. But I had drank so much red wine, I had no teeth. Oh no! Like you can't see it, but I'm it's the happiest yeah. picture of me. It's it was amazing. amazing, brilliant. And I was there for. The, their Grand Slam win against Italy. Oh yeah, you were. In it's the just most horrendous conditions. That was horrendous really wet. Pit. What I love to see is, like, obviously with the, the Women's World Cup as well of late, um, mm. the interest behind the American team, you know, obviously f- yes. for, you know, obvious reasons, I think that there is a turn. I, we were I think a there's like a turn. The girl we had before was, uh, used to be an international soccer player mm-hmm. uh, for Ireland, obviously. And um, like we were just talking about that, there, it is starting to get yeah, there. Yeah, well, finally. Yeah. You know, finally. Yeah. Like I grew up, I had Sonia O'Sullivan was my role model, mm-hmm. you know, as a girl growing up who has, I love Steffi Graf. Steffi Graf. Uh, Monica Seles was interesting because I'd never heard someone so noisy on a tennis court before in my whole entire <laughs> life. Um, so all Some these kind of, players. you know what I mean? All, but like, yeah. 
I, you know, other than that, it was like, I loved the Irish football players because that's who was like, you know, on our screens. And then when Katie Taylor came along, I would die for Katie Taylor. I just think <laughs> what she's done for women and for boxing. Yeah. yeah. I think she's an amazing advocate sport. for boxing. And she's, she works so hard and yeah. she trains so hard. And if it wasn't for her, she put female boxing. She put it In out the there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She did. Mm-hmm. Like 100, Did you watch the documentary, Katie? Amazing. I haven't watched it yet, but oh I heard it. You have a good bit to catch up I on know, Netflix now. Do up. watch it. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Bruce Bader Ginsburg and Katie. Taylor okay. that's your homework now Boom. there you go, there you go. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> I'll add it to my list yeah like it's just it's exciting for female sports yeah. I think uh, at the moment but in it about time yeah, think, yeah it is about time like it, it, it was a little disappointing when the the female rugby world cup when it was here yeah. it's a just flop let's just it, we just we didn't come up to the mark and it was disappointing because we we knew because we know a lot of the players from playing with them or against them during our stint as rugby players that we I mean you wouldn't tell by looking at us now <laughs> <laughs> oh. I regret we, not playing rugby I think I would have been brilliant that's great um, and you know what I love that I think I would have been brilliant <laughs> I like your your, your, your backing I love up. that it doesn't matter your ability really there's a space for you on the team yeah. somewhere and yeah it's so it's all inclusive like yeah yeah it is yeah i mean i've cracked a couple of things yeah but i feel like i'd break my fingers or something i've broke, yeah. Yeah. I broke a leg and it was not pretty oh my a leg God. torn cartilage on the scapula yeah uh yeah i've done a few things i was playing wow. against you that that's time that's why i don't play my mom made me promise yeah to come back. well that was well now that was a I fun understand. One. <laughs> it's fair because uh, it was. I was playing. We were happened to be playing against each other at that, that time. That was it. Yeah. Um, Did you hear it? Oh, I was beside the rock. That okay. it happened. Okay. Uh, and uh, I'd like to say that it was my bones... literally like two seconds into the game. It was our kickoff. It was actually twelve. There was, was recorded video of it because they were we were recording in a game for analysis. Yeah. Twelve it was, seconds. It was a friendly. Oh my god. Whatever. Why they use that word in rugby is beyond me. But yeah, it was a friendly that's true. game. Or a challenge match or whatever, and literally two seconds into the game, it was our kickoff. I think you got it or somebody else got it. And you went into the rock. All of a sudden, there was a scream, and I was like, "What's going and two on?" Two little snaps. Yeah. Oh, and, uh, okay. Okay. Cool. You were literally telling people, "Get off! Get off! Get off!" Get and away I from just, me! You're just holding okay. your leg. And oh my god! Oh, like, okay. It's no. like that. Can't yeah. deal. But then I went into this shock thing. So I went into this shock. This like because we knew each it other as two teams yeah. they came in they're like are you okay like, how's college how's things <laughs> oh my god uh, and you crack so are you still like, texting your man let's, like, yeah. let's talk about everything by the fact yeah. that my leg has yeah. gone the wrong yeah. way yeah. I just don't want to look but at it right now I think one of the things I'll never forget from that day is I think was it Lisa that went to the hospital with you or so, she was there at the yeah. time and she was waiting outside the room as you were waiting for the doctor or something and the nurse didn't read your chart yes and lifted this the wrong true. leg oh okay okay so her, uh, both tib and fib were gone so yeah okay <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. the obscenities that came out. The, the best bit is when they were, you know, when they come in and take your name uh-huh. and like double check everything. She was leaning on the broken leg. Oh, oh, do, what, like, why did you bring me in here today? Sorry. Seriously, Sorry. I've got so squeamish as I've got older. So I'm like, couldn't deal. Can't you deal. decided no. to play rugby there for a second, so we just thought we'd. I'm crush not the best child for this game. <laughs> really no. not. I've been lucky that I didn't. Yeah, you've not much. Yeah, you've okay. strained ankles and shoulders and ankles are stupid joints. Well, anyway, ankles, all the ankles and all the shoulders <laughs> have been injured during my time <laughs> rugby <laughs> career, um, which is why I'm in a lot of pain nowadays. <laughs> To come back to what why we're here with the podcast, we've kind of <laughs> gone and digressed a little bit. You've been on the radio with Chris for 10 years. Yep. You've written a book and mm-hmm. published a book successfully. Mm-hmm. And just to I what I wanted to come back to was you had so much that you didn't get to put into the book. Do you mm-hmm. think there would be like a volume two? Potentially. Okay. Oh, oh there's a face <laughs> here now. Oh, clear to hear. You've heard um, it here first. I am 
I'm writing a couple of things at the minute. Okay. So I have... Anything you can like... That next gen fed can be the first yeah. people to announce. Um, no? Do you know what? <laughs> the way this industry is, you play your cards very, very close to your heart yeah. because yeah, I can imagine something that. could be on the table. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of things on the table with Kira's diary that fell through. Mm -hmm. So it was a huge learning curve for me. And I would rather keep things close to my chest. But if something were to happen, I'll come back here and I'll tell you all about it. Oh, wow. We'd appreciate (laughs) that. Yes. That tweet that I sent is the best thing I've done all year. It's going to be an episode 10, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Are we coming back here? Because it's very warm. It's very warm in here. It is very warm in here. Christmas on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) The girls have never left. I know, yeah. I feel like I'm on Love Island. It's like Big Brother. Oh, day, I mean, it's like little... Day 265. Day two. I think, sorry, just on that point as well, I think that if you write one book, why stop? You might as well keep on writing. Yeah. yeah. And you especially know? if that's what always is what you always yeah, want you to said, do. Yeah, you said you always wanted kind of creative writing. Yeah, and then completely. You completely. And and I, like I have this really dark sense of humour as well that people kind of tend to like. So I'm going to capitalise on that, you know? Yeah, we love dark. I love a bit of dark yeah, humour. Irish, Irish people do, though. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, I do. And I, I, it's because we hate ourselves. I Honestly... <laughs> I've thought about this a lot because I'm like, why do we mm. laugh when we should be crying, you know, whatever. And I honestly bring it back to the famine. Things were so... <laughs> it's, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I literally was like, yeah. probably because of those dark that days. Was one of, that was one of the most horrendous things that could ever happen to our nation in the history of all time. And then followed by, you know, what happened with the English and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's like, things must have been so shit. What else can you do? That's why we but have laugh. this really wry, dark sense of humour. Yeah. Um, I can, yeah, I can see that. That is sense. specific to Irish people because yeah. it was really sad for a really, really long time, you yeah. know? And that's why I think then we have this dark that's sense of humour. Yeah, that's self, uh, we, self-deprecating and... Yeah. You know, everyone has a funny story from a funeral. Yeah. Like, you know, and... Yeah. and Funerals you, are some of, not geez, in a minute, but some of the funniest... Exactly. You'd be in stitches. But don't they yeah. say you'd rather a, a, bad, a good funeral than a bad wedding? Yeah. Exactly. That's <laughs> so true. true. Like, it's so true. Funerals are way better crack. They're yeah. way longer. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, it's yeah. Mm-hmm. Our our humor is yeah, it is a bit dark. quite unique. Yeah. It's even just like when natural disaster, like when the big snow or blizzard came, and yeah. everyone was like, "Get your bread." And it's just like I spent yeah. that in the pub. Yeah. Like, it's just yeah. like people, like the world is ending and it's there's a tiny, kind of where thing. I was living in Galway, there's a tiny little Polish shop just up from where I was originally living. And uh, it's like, no bread. Like, what are we going to do? I don't really eat a lot of white sliced mm-hmm. pans. Mm-hmm. You know, it's because you saw it on the internet. It was like, like the Donald Gleason thing. I just saw it everywhere now. Yeah. Yeah. God, everyone's buying bread. Well, then yeah. I must buy bread. It was like Brennan's. Brennan's were like, yeah, went up to the Polish shop. We're just so close to that line, that line where people do go mental in society and people yeah. don't realise that we're actually all really close to yeah, very true. literally go mad and stealing a JCB and raiding a, a supermarket. And Which, you know what I mean? What I was like outside the shop, I was yeah. like, I need bread. And they were getting deliveries. And I was like, how are you surviving? She was like, you Irish. What is wrong with you? She was mm-hmm. like, it's a bit of snow. And they were driving up and down having a right crack. Yeah. We were all sitting inside drinking hot whiskeys and But I think as Irish people, we can't deal with the weather, no matter whether it's hot, no matter whether there's a blizzard, yeah. no matter whether there's flooding. Look at us now flooding. complaining about this heat. Like, yeah. yeah, no, we're, it's just, it, we're it's happy. what intrintrinsically makes us Irish. We're so never that's happy. true. Yeah. We just have to go with the I'm not going to be able to survive Japan at all. <laughs> you will. You will. <laughs> They'll actually, I'd say they'll come up to you and try and take photos. Uh, that happened to me on Shop Street. I'm actually probably in two Asian family albums. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but this is our friend from Ireland. Yeah, no, yeah. 
so I was walking down Shaw wow. Street down around the Cambridges and I get stopped by this beautiful family and like photo photo and I was like of course I will take a photo of you of and course you're, if, but they're, you're like yeah they're going with the whole Irish the stereotypical yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Red hair I was like I'll take a picture of you that's great no we want one of you like, so I was just so kind of standing there like by yourself trying to strike posts <laughs> but like in any other way that would be a really weird thing to do but as Irish people are like oh, right, okay hey. sound so you know, we'll do it I got this photo. I also got a photo taken of me in Taffs. I was drinking a pint. Just, I think I was watching. Was it a pint of Guinness? And no. were they American? <laughs> um, oh my God, it's the first in their national habitat. Drinking Guinness. I don't know oh where they were from, but I was drinking just a pint. I don't know, Heineken, something fucking generic. Mm, yeah. And uh, my friend was beside me and these people are like, oh my God, you're drinking pints? And we were like, well, it's a bar. Oh <laughs> kind God, of, like, oh God. And they took a, t- a picture of the two of us there drinking away. Yeah, so like, funny. But yeah. yeah, you probably will. Like, you'll be like paparazzi. The Japanese will probably be like, Barbados oh is a bit like that. True. Child, you wearing a hat? We were actually all on the beach. <laughs> we were all on the beach and people were taking photos, and we were like, they're definitely taking they're they photos of us. us. I survived well, you, But you just think at this stage, 2019, that they've seen everything now. Somewhere like Barbados. Barbados is not. Or Japan. Mostly not. Because when I got home from Barbados, everybody's like, oh, did you get burnt? No, I was fine. You did Went out to Connemara, scorched. Weekend I came it's home. the sea wind, my friend. Yep. It's the sea wind. Someone should have warned you. <laughs> Irish weather would be, be deceiving you like that. So, what? Um, so I suppose we were a little caught on time. We don't want to keep you too much longer. But That's I guess okay. what's next for you? Obviously, Ooh, a bit see, of writing. Maybe. Yeah, she told us she couldn't tell us, Leah. <laughs> Sorry. More, obviously, more radio with. Chris. Okay. Um, I would like to. I would like to write a TV show. Okay. I would like to write a screenplay. Okay. And I would like to write another couple of books. And nice. sort your shit out with Donald Gleeson. Yeah. You see, maybe write something that Donald Gleeson will star in. And that's how it all um, begins. Yeah. We'll know where it started here, kind of. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep you. Mm-hmm. And obviously go home and watch Wimbledon. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I would go also watch. like to go to Wimbledon. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you've never been? No. No, oh, I've never been. I really okay. want you to go. Guys, yeah. no, I can't, even, like, ju- I can't even talk about it anymore because... It's depressing. Well, Roger Federer is going to retire and I would love to see him in Wimbledon. I'm not saying I wouldn't go somewhere else to see him, but mm. that'd be the dream for me. Wim- They'd like be like Wimbledon going to see is, Man United yeah. play in Old Trafford, yeah. you know. And this year I thought I came close to it and it just didn't work out. So I just, it was so, so funny. Someone was texting me earlier. I'm like, Kira, can we get you a ticket for Roger? And I'm like, everyone's like, Kira, we got to get you a ticket for Roger, but no one goes about Start doing it. Here's a ticket for, yeah. I've emailed funding. Wimbledon to try and get me to, like, I've done a lot of things. I haven't just sat watching Wimbledon and been like, oh, we should go to Wimbledon. Yeah. But look, you know, it is, it is what it is. Well, I hope you get there. Yeah. Yeah. We'll keep yeah, the fingers crossed. But it's like the time's running out. He's 38 in August. Is he? Yeah, he's wow. 38. Yeah, yeah. So like Andre Agassi retired when he was 36. Okay. So the fact that Roger Federer is even still, still playing going, is a miracle. Yeah. Okay. And he's into Fair the final. Late, so. yeah. mm-hmm. Well, what are your predictions then? Oh, look. <laughs> <laughs> that was such an Irish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've been here so many times before. And what I do is I emotionally invest my life into a Swiss tennis player winning or losing, which is not healthy. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I project my shit onto him and he has no idea. He doesn't even know I exist. But... Oh, I don't want to say. I knew he was going to win against Nadal. Yeah. But there's something about Djokovic. And he's on fire at the he's moment. He's on fire. And I, I can't, I would like, just don't even bother talking to me for a couple of days tomorrow <laughs> if Djokovic wins, because I don't think Djokovic is sportsmanly mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm. I am not taking Federer away the fact. is such a gentleman. He's talented. Novak yeah. Djokovic is a very talented number one tennis player. Yeah. But he, he's not the whole package. And yeah, I've seen him be a fair. stroppy, rude little prick. Mm hmm. <laughs> and that's fine at the start of your career 
but work on that and yeah. learn that. And he's angry because the crowd don't love him. And it's like, well, the crowd don't love you because, because you act cr- like a dick. Yeah. yeah, and you don't love them back. Don't like, be a dick. Don't be a dick, Novak. <laughs> also, please don't beat Roger Federer tomorrow in Wimbledon. So anyway, it's one request. Yeah, just tiny, tiny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, oh God, I think to- I know the answer for some of these funny questions. Yeah. Okay. So we we need to start wrapping up. So I'm going to ask you a few of the the fun questions. Gotcha. Three people dead or alive that you would like to have over for a dinner party. Freddie Mercury. Oh, okay. Freddie Mercury. I'm a huge Queen fan. Bohemian Rhapsody. What did you think of Bohemian Rhapsody? It was shit. The really? last half, the last half, the scene was amazing. Yeah. I, but you okay, see, yeah. my problem is I saw, I'm a huge Freddie fan, have been a Queen fan since I was a little girl. Mm-hmm. And I saw Bohemian Rhapsody and like, there's one particular bit in it and it just angered me because Freddie Mercury was so complex. There's been nobody like him since. His voice was one of the most beautiful and still is one of the mm-hmm. most beautiful voices. There's been no one like Freddie. And that scene, the iconic scene in, you know, when they were doing um, Live Aid, like that yeah. was fucking stunning. Like, uh, that was just, really well done, well shot. It was, that it was, was amazing. Yeah. But then the one scene, like, you know, Freddie died of HIV. Freddie was a gay man. And there's one scene and it's like, Freddie looks up at the gents sign. And that was your oh, first, yeah. like, yeah. oh, that was maybe Freddie's into men. And I lit- I nearly, I was sitting in the cinema and I was like, oh my God, yeah. what the, f- what happened there? And then you see, I'm a huge Elton John fan. So I went to see Rocket Man mm. and the way they dealt with Elton John's sexuality was incredible. I was actually haven't seen it and yet. I've heard it's very good. Girls. Okay. It okay. is. That's my the, homework. It's, do you know what? It, it's what Bohemian Rhapsody should have been. Should have been, okay. And Bohemian Rhapsody, Rami Malek won that Oscar and Bohemian Rhapsody won all those Oscars. And I, I love Brian May and I love Queen and Freddie and I'm a huge fan. They shouldn't have. They okay. fucking shouldn't have. Okay. Rocket Man should win everything. And as I said, the way they dealt with Alton John, it was like this sex scene between um, Richard Madden and Taryn Egerton who mm-hmm. plays Elton John. Yes. And it was the first time that I've seen a sex scene between two men that fucking fancied each other, but it was also based on a true story yeah. done mm-hmm. so well and about fucking time. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I was really mad at the the Bohemian It was kind Don't of look up at a gent sign. Yeah. What it was the fuck flippant. Is that? It was I'd heard that that yeah. they were like didn't really oh, No, it's a family friendly Bohemian yeah. Rhapsody. I think that if Very they true. if it had been like an Oscar nominated director that would have gone down the real hard the life that Freddie Mercury yeah. went through. And he's just such an amazing character, and Freddie also Mercury. Like anyway. when the partner or the boyfriend goes to the family just before Live Aid and he's like, He's my friend, he's my other friend. It's horrendous. And guys, yeah. like, like, no, seriously, I'm telling you now, you're just like, yeah. oh, lads. Anyway. Well, Freddie Mercury's one. We so Freddie Mercury is one. Um, but not Rami Malek. Oh, Joanna, <laughs> Joanna Lumley or Jennifer Saunders. Yes. Or Emma Thompson. Okay. I love all those three. Those funny English, smart, uh, they've written some of the best comedy. Emma Thompson has started in the best scene. And I don't care whether you like Love Actually or not, mm-hmm. but that one scene. With the... It, with the Joni Mitchell song, yeah. Both Sides Now. Oh. She did more in that scene. I can still remember it vividly. I still mm-hmm. get goosebumps when yeah. I think of it. And so many women resonated with yeah. that particular... And it was like, what, two I've minutes? I've never hated a man Two, more. three minutes of a scene? Yeah. And she just... And she's just... I've seen her interviewed on the Game Morning Show and she's just fucking cool. She's yeah. hilarious. She um, is class. And I love her. And yeah. Joanna Lumley is just someone I'd love to hang out with. She's gas. Absolutely fabulous. Yeah. It put female, you know, especially over our side anyway, UK Irish comedy on the map. They're two incredibly funny women mm-hmm. and they just created this amazing universe, which was yeah, absolutely fabulous. You mm-hmm. know, where they pull the piss out of themselves, pull the piss out of Joanna women. Joanna is not that kind of, of a person, the person no, she portrays. Darling, yeah. sweetie, sweetie, darling, darling. Yeah. And it's just, <laughs> she's just amazing because she has that... She's got that glamour, that old school 1960s, you she know, does, glamour, yeah. but she, you She's just know the piss that out of herself. Completely, yeah. completely. So I, I kind of, yeah, no, I love her. I have to say, but anyway, and Roger Federer. Obviously. <laughs> okay. I think that was more than three, but I'll let you have them all. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'll let you have all of these guests. What a lineup, though. Imagine Freddie Mercury, Roger Federer, 
and like Joanna Lumley and Jennifer Saunders. I think I'd and get then completely... Emma Thompson, don't forget. And and Emma Thompson. Thompson. Can I have the fifth? Thanks. Yeah, so like imagine well, those five people, you know. So but rough. I could do this. I could do this. I could come back to you with another five, five. different people. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. Anyway. Great wow. five. <laughs> That'd be great dinner party. Wouldn't mind going to It'd that be great one. crack, goodness. Yeah. It really Serious crack. Yeah. So what is your favourite quote or mantra that you live by? If you have one. Some people don't. Um, it used to be a really negative one. It used to be like when someone shows you who they are the first time, believe them. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. After I was been fucked over by so many people. So I was like, and I was like, Kira, think of a more positive one. <laughs> and it's simple as this. It's like just, and it, it's going to sound like such a cliche. And honestly, I think that Finding Nemo, aside from it being a gorgeous movie and uh-huh. animation, keep swimming. It's so simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone, totally. when you say it, everyone knows what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. But, and it's just something that I've learned with life that like there's been many times that I've had knocks and it's a, literally a case of, yeah, stay down, go through what you have to go through, process what you have to go through, but fucking dust yourself off and get back just up. Just keep going. Yeah. Just keep going. Keep swimming. Just I know it swimming. sounds like such, yeah, just no. keep swimming. Because there's sometimes nothing else the, we can sometimes do. Sometimes the simplest sayings are the most powerful. Yeah. 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 And it's, there's nothing else you can do, but just keep on going, yeah. you know? Kind of like Susan's one. <laughs> your my you friend Susan's one we were talking about with the last podcast are yearbooks and people writing little mantras and things and my mm. friend she's going to kill me she's getting two yeah. mentions now if life knocks you down land on your back mm-hmm. because if you can look up you can get up it's the truth though <laughs> It's the, the yeah. it's the truth and like no it really does and it's like failure is is uh fail and fail again mm-hmm. and like i used to listen to that and i'd be like what that sounds like shit <laughs> i don't want to fucking fail and fail yeah. again but i realized over the course of my life that i'm like oh god because you learned the lessons through failure no yeah. one wants to fail mm-hmm. you know but when you do fail you do get thicker skin and you do get wiser yeah yeah and you could potentially fail again and i think that human beings are just we're told that we'll succeed and everyone will succeed if you work hard and you do this it doesn't work like no, that and i think it's not linear no and i think that more people should be thought that that yeah you are going to fail potentially fail again you could fail three or four or fucking five times but there will be a win somewhere mm-hmm. you just gotta keep somewhere along the line i think life is all about find the moments that you can glow mm-hmm. there will be moments that you'll be glowing and your life will be just like oh my god amazing and then there'll be moments when there isn't but everything changes. Peaks and troughs. Exactly. Peaks and troughs. Yeah. Anyway. Life is a roller coaster. <laughs> In the words of the great philosopher Ronan Keating. <laughs> Just gotta ride it. <laughs> We're getting there. Knowing what you know now, what would you say to yourself 10 years ago? Oh, oh my God. Uh, don't text that guy. <laughs> don't give certain people your energy don't be too trusting and I don't mean to say that in a negative way no I know what you mean yeah. um, but keep your heart a little bit you know I'm not saying close your heart I don't mean that at all don't let everyone in don't mm-hmm. be so generous yeah with your time and your energy yeah yeah I know th- I, that sounds negative No, but, but I mean like, it in a protective way yeah. yeah you know I mean in a protective way I've trusted a lot of wrong negative, people along the way and it's just yeah yeah I think makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I don't no, want to end on a negative not. note. Oh, I didn't find that negative at all. Don't talk to anyone. Don't trust anyone. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's a dick. <laughs> and don't send just, that guy that picture. Yeah. <laughs> just say it. No, you drunk in text message. Block him. <laughs> Airplane mode. Block. Done. <laughs> don't. I've what woken do up too do many s- mornings. What do people like, oh. do? Stick the phone in the fridge. Just stick that. <laughs> <laughs> stick the phone in the fridge. I do have a friend who texted a guy, and actually, the, it, the repercussions for herself were so bad she had to go out and buy a new phone. Oh, <laughs> really? The poor thing. Oh, there isn't a person out there who hasn't done it. There you go. So yeah. There anyway. You. Oh, it got lost. Oh, oh. And we're like, yeah. 
yeah. <laughs> um, so we'll we'll have to we'll have to close out now because we know that you're under a few time constraints. So where can people find you? Social media. Um, anything my that you want to plug? Instagram plug is Kira King. My mm-hmm. Twitter is at I am Kira King. You can find me on the radio every Saturday and Sunday from eleven o'clock to one o'clock. Mm-hmm. And watch the space. Ooh. Ooh, looking forward <laughs> to oh, it. Oh, I'm excited for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kira, thank you so much for taking the time. Oh, oh, thank, oh thank you for you asking so me. Much. I really appreciate it. And coming and talking to our little podcast that we just do on our side and that we're, and we love. We're passionate well, about. Plate, yeah. Um, so thank you so much for coming. I hope you enjoyed your time. I did. And hopefully, maybe we'll have you on again in the maybe, future. Maybe, guys. Yeah. Maybe, maybe 2020. I'll be oh. back. Yeah. Maybe some Christmas Donald Gleeson might be here yeah. too. Exactly. <laughs> like, like, this is my boyfriend, Donald Gleeson. <laughs> wow. Amazing twist to that yeah. story. But anyway. There's a, there's a, there's a movie. A twist. There's a cliffhanger a if I ever heard one. Um, but thanks so much. You're uh, welcome. Hope everyone that was listening enjoyed that enjoyed episode that, of the podcast. Yeah. Looking forward to our next episode. Just so, not right now because it's yeah, very warm. We are, we are going to take I'm a bad pass out so I'm going to go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so thank you very much for listening, guys. We'll chat to you in our next episode. Yeah. Bye. Bye.